Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 39 of the Drop Bear Gaming Podcast. We've got another full podcast staff again and it's just amazing. Um, I'm obviously the host tonight, uh, introducing the show, that's me, Lucas. How is everybody? I hope everybody out there listening at your designated time uh, is uh, is well. Um, this is the Halloween don't show. Don't be listening when it's not your designated time or else. Exactly, yeah, because you'll fuck server up um but uh <laughs> this is the halloween show so we're going to be talking uh about some things that aren't related to halloween at all awesome um so you can pretend to be scared though oh yes please do yes and then email some of about, you won't need to pretend well there's a lot of them out there that just you know are quaking right now because you know you've given them the option tim and uh you know they're, they're all freaking out so, <laughs> wow, <laughs> and possibly things illicit. Um, let's hope. Anyway, um, so that was obviously Tim. You've heard Matt, and Susie's not obviously rude enough to come and jump in and interrupt me. Um, Sorry. While I'm monolog- <laughs> Don't apologise to them. Uh, <laughs> so that that's the full staff. Aren't you all lucky? Um, let's hear individually from each. Tim, how are you, buddy? Oh, I'm all right. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Rock and roll. Anything Is... um, amazing happening this here Halloween? That I... Actually, can I just ask you, because I've been trying to get my kids to Google this and no one can tell me why, um, Any anybody can jump in. What the fuck is Halloween? What something is to it? do what with Salem kids... witch trials and then something to do with Ireland. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's just lollies. <laughs> well, that's all I thought it was. Tim's freaking me out now. There's That's, islands uh... with witches on them? Um, it's... Uh, it's been a while since I... Man, Tim will do it. <laughs> Fair enough. According to many scholars, it was originally influenced by the European Harvest Festivals. I don't know, blah, blah, blah. It's, blah. A it's just a, It's a... Yeah, it was it's a, a pagan, pagan celebration thing. that got taken over by candy lollies for those okay. of us who don't speak American and then uh, so they are they saying that witches taste like sugar is that what it is a witch is like soft and chewy and gummy like a bear I don't know I don't know what the fuck you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> there is a whole there's a whole Wikipedia for uh, you to look up well, well then what listeners. the fuck is wrong with my kids that they can't find that <laughs> seriously <laughs> It's Someone's getting a wooden spoon tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Just go wake them up right now and beat them. Yeah, I might I have get that to. spider back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's pretty simple. It, you just say to them, look, if you want to learn something, put what you want to learn about and then just wiki after it. Yeah, and exactly. Press, press enter on Google. And then See, I've done that and I don't want my kid doing that. That's uh, no, no, not good. Google, Google <laughs> Get search. yourself to the library, son. <laughs> you know that big building with all the books? Yeah. Where you skateboard out the front of? <laughs> exactly. You think of the old ladies and shit? Well, anyway, I'm going to have a stern talk to them all over uh, some Cocoa Pops tomorrow morning. Um, <laughs> but at least we're all a little bit more intelligent now. Well, I am anyway. Oh, um, okay. Didn't take much. Um. So anyway, we are the Drop Bear Gaming Podcast. It's uh, it's nice for you to let us all in your ear holes. Um, so we're here to talk about games, obviously. We were now, supposed to hear from everyone individual, and you didn't even ask Sue. <laughs> no, well, I didn't oh, ask Matt right, either. I'm just, you know, I'm just sitting in the corner. She had a chance to talk. She no. blew it. <laughs> when? You, if you want to talk, you got to interrupt me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sorry, Sue. No, That's go for okay. it. How you been? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, that was so worth it. Enthusiastic. Um, it's been very hot in Melbourne, which has sort of taken me by surprise. It's what? Me... Seriously? Yes. Wow. I think I heard it was um, 
about 19 degrees in Brisbane yesterday, but it was about 34 in Melbourne. Damn. And it just But it's, it's nice and dry, though, isn't it? Isn't hey. it a nice dry heat? Look, it's it's a dry heat. I'm glad there's not really all that much humidity with it. But when you go from 17 degrees to 34, <laughs> in one day, it, um, it catches you <laughs> catches by surprise. Yeah, and, that's uh, right. I also learnt the the hard way that in Melbourne, the hottest part of the day is around uh, 4 p.m. Not really? 12 as I'm used to. It's in the afternoon. Oh. Yeah, us being oh. down uh, below the tropics and all. True. So I was waiting for a bus to go home yesterday and I got hideously sunburned. <laughs> wow. And I'm like, who gets sunburned at four thirty in the afternoon? <laughs> I, I feel like I the do. weather up I feel like the weather up here has been like Melbourne weather lately. Because like today it was blue skies, clear, warm at like ten o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At like ten o'clock and then at twelve o'clock there was just a raging storm. <laughs> just pissing yeah. down rain everywhere. And then by two o'clock it was sunny again. It was like it was, wasn't it? it was really bizarre. Like we we've always had a problem and people who've listened to this podcast for a while would know that my house has a problem with rain and when it rains the water comes down our driveway and sometimes if I'm not quick enough to unblock all the drains because of the stupid ass trees out the front um, <laughs> Goddamn water trees. comes straight in the garage. So at about 12.30-ish, I said to Claire, I'm going to go out and grab some lunch for us. So I grabbed some lunch. I was about 20 minutes. It was a beautiful, clear sky when I left. When I got home, torrential fucking rain. It was amazing. I got out of my car and I walked two metres to undercover and I was saturated completely. And, yeah, then I spent the next, like, 30 minutes probably just checking the perimeters and making sure that, you know, all the drains are okay and everything's all good. Um, and, yeah, then kind of half an hour later, so maybe an hour after it started, went away and the sun came out again. And it fucking pissed down, like seriously pissed down. Anyway, it's not the weather podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> drop, drop rain gaming. No, that's, that's right. That's lame. <laughs> so... I hope we've all been playing some games, because I actually have played a game this week, which is quite surprising. Uh, I've been good, by the I way. Know. No worries. You have? Good. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. Back in your mouth. Um, I only wanted to hear from Tim and Susie, so... That's yeah, fine. Whatever. I spoke to you like two hours ago. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, this is riveting for our listeners. I hope so. We're glad to have you, guys. Oh, let's just have more quiet. They might enjoy it. <laughs> Use this podcast for introspection. <laughs> Take a moment. Think about yourself. It's and the your... our meditation podcast. Something like that. And How send send us happen? some money. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. If, if relaxation doesn't work, send us more money and we'll see what we can do. Yeah. I actually thought it was funny. When I was a little kid, um, I'm going off topic again. That's um, fine, when I was bro. A little kid, we used to go to church a little bit, and uh, the the guy up the front, dude, um, he used to say when they'd pass around the pot, he'd say, dig deep and give, give money to the church. <laughs> but there was a, a, a priest that had come from overseas, like Papua New Guinea or one of the islands or something, and he said that they had a saying that was, um, don't dig deep because that's where all the change is. Just put your pocket, like your hand in your pocket just a little bit and grab all the notes from the top. It's getting pretty fucking abstract. Yeah, it's weird, eh? I always thought that was cool. And as a little kid, I thought to myself, that makes a shitload of sense. This motherfucker knows what he's talking about. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was obviously a little black kid um, in Harlem. Okay. <laughs> We're moving on now. Right topic now. gaming. <laughs> so, um, Matt's uh, shared a little bit of a list of, uh, of what we're supposed to be talking about. And obviously, at this point, we've talked about none of it. Um, let's uh, talk about some games, hey? Um, has anybody yeah, heard of this little, oh, little sorry, thing? Sorry, the list is just like things that we've been playing that I've noticed that we've been playing. <laughs> Well, apparently someone's been playing a little thing called uh, Medal of Honor Warfighter. What's this all about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's you, Susan. <laughs> <laughs> Do 
Cheers. <laughs> um, <laughs> Damn straight. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, I have been playing it. And uh, if you have been bothered to visit the website or follow me on social media, then you should know I spammed it earlier this week because I wrote the <laughs> review um, while I played it. So um, going by what other people are saying, not that I really care, but uh, a lot of people don't seem to like it. I love it. Good. So it's it not just fun. another shooter? Well, I mean, of course it is, but it's, it's you know, it's its own beast. You know, you can't. Mm. I'm tired of people saying, oh, you know, I play Call of Duty and I play Battlefield and there's no room for anything else. Okay, if you want to be like that, don't play it. Mm. You know, don't, don't rush shitty, out and get it. That's just the shittiest attitude to have towards games, eh? Absolutely. Like, that's I'm, like, I only play Mario Brothers. I refuse to get a PS3 yeah, or an Xbox. Right. Why do I need these fancy new gaming systems yeah. when I have Why a... The... Uh, yeah. Sega Why do I need Skyrim when I have Zelda Ocarina of Time on my 3DS? Well, that's right. Because they're both RPGs. I mean, this, is, this is a certain <laughs> genre, and they've been going after this for quite a while. And we've spoken about this not 12 months ago. Um, there was a big flop in the reviews and the industry 12 months ago on the last game. Um, have they done anything to try and pick up, I guess, the... Um, the more generalised with, you know, Black Ops is coming out soon and, you know, all this other shit's going on. Um, Battlefield 3 is being pimped. Um, have they done anything to try and actually grab a little bit of that? Is there uh, anything different? I'm going to say not really. I, um, have to, I have to say that um, I didn't know anything about it and Susie introduced me to the 2010 iteration and she said look i don't think it's what you expect and you should give it a go and open your mind and i really 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 liked it i, I was really impressed so mm -hmm. to me it just feels like danger close are willing to you know do things that exclude a part of the audience and good on them for doing it yeah they're i not, completely agree danger close isn't trying to be you know all they're doing is just creating their own uh, their own video game, and I suppose one thing I've always liked about uh, the the recent Medal of Honor, anyway, because I mean, the franchise goes back a long way, but um, it's certainly with uh, Warfighter and even the 2010 release, is that it's it's a game that's been written from experience. The the tier one characters that we meet in both games are based on real experiences that did happen abroad and in Warfighter it's not like 2010 where it's more or less around Afghanistan only it's actually more global um, well it's global with five different areas I think but you know it's on land it's on sea you're in the air for some of it so it's a few little different variations of what you can do it's not really just a shooter because there's also driving involved in it as well. So, I don't know, I think my advice to people who are still looking to play it is stop comparing it to other games. That's yeah. very sound advice. Let, yeah, it, and let it be its own game. It's got something different to show you, and you should open your mind to it. And show some respect. Like, at the end of the day, you know, people... You know, these the stories are based on on fairly real events uh, from people um, who are involved in that. So you know, don't say how shit the game is because someone survived to tell about it. And that's fair enough. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean that that's kind of you know the angle they took last year when they were getting bagged uh, by the I guess the majority of the gaming paparazzi um, because it wasn't that you know, ridiculously, you know, hard in mouth, exciting, you know, what's around the next corner kind of thing. It was it was a, a ground dogfight. You know, you were fighting for every inch of ground that you could take. And, you know, is it continued along that or have they added more of a uh, an arcadey type feeling that you get with those with some of those other games? It's probably still the same feel where you sort of move section to section 
in the the campaign levels. Um, the only thing that's probably a bit disappointing in some respects is that it's a little bit buggy in some places, but then again, what game isn't? Um, <laughs> a lot right. of games are buggy, so if you if you want to pick on it and say, no, nah, it's too glitchy, well, I'm sorry, I've played more games that are glitchier than this is. Um, <laughs> it, it's true. Yeah. It's true. Mm-hmm. Look, at, look at Fallout New Vegas. It's been out for how many years and it still freezes. Yeah. But I still love it. So I was just telling Matt about uh, one of my favourite games of all time that um, wouldn't even let me play it the other night. Oh, uh, not a game. Yeah, I know. I was at a friend's house. We were playing. We were tried to put on FIFA, um, the new FIFA on the PlayStation, and uh, it went through like the ten minutes of logging into EA and doing all that shit, and then um, right before it actually gave me a menu option, it just froze. There you go. Yeah, so, yes, it's uh, it's not immune no matter how much they fucking spend on it. Yeah, so, and I think really the worst of it, I never had to reload a checkpoint because something didn't appear or it, you know, people were walking through mapping or anything like that. No problems like that at all. Um, I don't know if it's due to the scripting of the AI, but if you were in cover and your squad moved forward and they to where you were in cover, that actually bump you out. Yeah, I noticed that in my plane of it as well. Yeah, bit crappy, but you sort of just go, oh, I'll, I'll go somewhere else, hey? <laughs> yeah, it's frustrating on hard difficulties though. It can be if, yeah. if the enemies are like, you're hiding because they're shooting at you and then your squad mates just like, stand in the open. <laughs> yeah, I, I got to a point where I was just hiding behind my squad mates. <laughs> Yeah. I've noticed one other um, one thing that I've noticed in my playing of it, which is kind of a passable kind of glitch because, you know, it doesn't break the game. It's just a slight annoyance. Was when um, certain times I was trying to, I'd have a, like a headshot lined up through a, a not a fence, but like, you know, a gap that's probably in. If you were there, it'd be like half a meter gap between two planks of wood. And I've lined him up perfect in the middle of it and shoot. And it like shows a hit marker on the bit of wood at the top when I was mm-hmm. clearly not aiming anywhere near that. Like just won't let me shoot through an invisible wall sort of thing. But Right. It's a transparency, but it's not a, uh, yeah, it doesn't yeah. permit you to. Yeah. But mm. that, I suppose... that's, like I said, it's just a slight annoyance because you can always just move to another position. And I noticed, um, I noted it in the actual review itself, but I suppose I had high expectations being a Frostbite 2 engine. So I was expecting a little bit more destruction uh, in combat, but um, that didn't really seem to happen. Like you could throw a grenade at a wooden box and nothing would really happen. Although it was pretty cool because dust would go flying around when grenades went off. So you had the little grenade icon saying there was there was one incoming near you. You move out of the way, but everything just goes dusty for a few seconds. I thought that was that was actually quite a nice effect because mm. a lot of games, if a grenade gets thrown at you, it goes very clear um, fairly soon. And it's generally only flashbangs that give you that uh, feedback sound in in your ears, mm. a bit of um, tinnitus. So, look, they, have... they've done a good a good job again, in my opinion, anyway. And I know everything. And I'm always right. <laughs> you are the only woman on this that's podcast. How it is. That's right. <laughs> Damn straight. Enough said. So, everyone, if you don't go out and buy it, you're all idiots. Um, exactly. <laughs> um, I wanted well, to ask, have they, have they done much with the graphics? Because... I played it last year on the Xbox, uh, um, and from what I kind of understood, there wasn't a big difference between the Xbox and the the PC and the the PS3. Um, that's just from what I read. Um, but I'm wondering, have they have they done much to upgrade it? Look, I, I, to be perfectly honest, I have no idea because I haven't looked at it on PlayStation. I haven't looked at Fair it enough. on PC. Right. Uh, but so on, on... I. On the Don't box? actually know. The box it looks eights. nice on the Xbox. It, it, a lot of re- the reflections, uh, like if you're looking at water, uh, or um, even just with environmental elements, it looks really nice. 
and it sounds really good. It's exactly the same with the first one two years ago. I always said that was the best sounding game ever made. Cool. And I think this is pretty much the same as well. So, um, and um, also something a little bit different this time around is with 2010, DICE did the multiplayer and Danger Close did the campaign. This time, uh, single player and multiplayer are all done in-house. So Danger Close have actually done their multiplayer um, as well. So it's it. Um, yeah, it comes across as less disjointed sort of thing between the two, like single player and multiplayer because consistent. yeah, because when dice do multiplayer, it's obviously going to be completely different to how someone else would do it. Mm, yeah, of course. But yeah, speak of like mentioning the graphics. Um, the the 2010 Medal of Honor used the Unreal Engine three, and so. Clearly, Frostbite 2 is fucking way better. Mm. Oh, well, there you go. If, uh, if um, anyone wants to hear any more thoughts on Susie's uh, take on the game, then um, get your fucking reading glasses on and go and read the review. Speaking of um, um, shooters, by the way, just to interrupt you, because that's the way we operate, um, <laughs> I, uh, I actually played Spec Ops The Line, and I don't want to talk about it for long, but um, Tim reviewed it not uh, when it came out. And I finally got around to playing it. And I've got to say, seriously, guys, if you're of a mature age, you should play that game. If... Why are you playing it? <laughs> a mature, yeah, mature age, age not dissed. mature attitude. <laughs> yeah, but um, no, it's, right. it is pretty cool. So. Right, well, so there you go. So we've had, uh, we've had two shooters that we've now got to catch up on if we don't play a lot of games. <clears throat> Someone. Um, <laughs> so, all right. Well, there's, that's the Medal of Honor. It sounds like it's a bit of a hit, so go out and grab it. Uh, preferably before everyone goes stupid on uh, on Black Ops. Um, I've actually played a game just recently, um, Resident Evil Six, and I had a bit of a funny experience with it because I played co-op with a mate of mine. Uh, I sat down and grabbed a controller. He'd already played about 10 and a little bit hours. Um, so it was basically the boss fight. Um, and That's a I good started friend. With, oh, it was awesome. Um, <laughs> I started with a brand new character. I didn't even think about it. I just grabbed the controller, pressed X as many times as I needed to and started the game, um, obviously on a PlayStation. And, uh, yeah, it turned out that we ended up battling this boss for nearly three hours because I had nothing. All I could do was run away. Um, <laughs> it was fucking You were the bait, bro. Yeah, I was. Seriously. <laughs> it was really bad. Um, and in a, in a massive contradiction, uh, you know, which, which is strange for Resident Evil, of course, um, you know, I'd have no bullets the entire gameplay except for whenever I'd kill a zombie and actually pick up a box and they'd be gone in a heartbeat. Um, but, yeah, I'd get to a cutscene and then he'd have bullets and he'd shoot people and kill them. And I was so angry because I just kept going, if he fucking shoots now that I've been running around and, like, sweating and just going nuts that I'm about to die, um, and now he's got a full clip that annoys the shit out of me. But it was fun. I enjoyed playing Resident Evil again. Um, playing Resident Evil 5, one of the things that really pissed me off with it, and I only did it a couple of times um, for like 15 minutes each, but one of the things that really annoyed me was they took away the ability to kind of kick and punch. Like you could use your knife and that was about it, unless you were being like gang tackled and then you could kick your way out of it. But um, in this one, they've actually put it back. So if a bad dude gets close then you can kick them and knock them over or whatever, which gives you time to actually uh, think of the next thing that you want to do, which I thought was pretty good. Um, I think they've uh, had a bit of a listen to the to the people, and, yeah, they want to do it. So who else has had a crack at uh, Res Eve? I've played the demo, um, and I actually liked it. I know it's very different. A lot of people are probably not liking it because they feel like it isn't Resident Evil, but 
you know what? If you want to play Resident Evil 4 because it's the best one, then you can always go back and play Resident Evil 4. <laughs> so, that's true. Uh, well, Resident Evil 5 is one of the games uh, on the PSN um, at the moment, if you remember, if anyone yeah, remember. but it's a pale shadow of 4. Like oh, four, God, yeah. 4 was just... It, it was the beginning of everything. And, I mean, for goodness sake, it was the beginning of Gears of War and Over the Shoulder because Cliffy loved Resident Evil 4. Um, so, you know, uh, that's what, that kind of game. And Resident Evil 6 is a different kind of game. So, you know, I, I guess <clears throat> coming off the Medal of Honor discussion, I'm, you know, I'm st- similar to Susie, I'm getting a little bit tired of everyone saying, oh, but it's not like X. Well, of course it isn't, and it shouldn't be. You know, it's okay if you don't like it. That's all right. But you can't go into every game expecting it to be something else. It's it's just preposterous. And it is killing the industry in a way. Yeah, yeah, it is. People are trying things new. Um, developers are trying to do new things. And sometimes I feel like gamers are uh, harshly judging them. But anyway, that's a discussion mm. for another day. So <laughs> someone gave gave it a rating of 2 out of 10. And I just sort of, I just sort of rubbed my eyes and thought, it's not even that bad. Like I know what a two out of ten game looks like. <laughs> Medal of Honor is not a two out of ten game. <laughs> yeah, it's um, a bit harsh. Clearly, this person hasn't played Beaten Groovy, um, because that's <laughs> that's sort of where I have my um my my measuring, in a way. Um, if a game is worse than Beat and Groovy, absolutely it deserves a one out of whatever. But um, <laughs> Metal of Honor just it doesn't deserve that. And I think anyone who who wants to try and, and low score it, uh, I'm very tempted to see how they're um, how they're justifying it. Um, I'm that that is an invitation, okay, listeners. If you didn't like Warfighter, please comment on this podcast. Or email at Drop Bear Gaming. What is it? Email podcast <laughs> at Drop Bear Gaming and tell me why you didn't like it because I'm really keen to hear about this. There you go. The gauntlet's been thrown down. I feel like most of the complaints are just. Actually, I've heard some people say it's. And cop this. Uninspired. Which is just fucking oh. ridiculous because mm. it's just ridiculous. Firstly, I feel like you need to have played the 2010 reboot, um, and there's there's a lot of minute attention to detail in it. The more you know about things, uh, all sorts of different things, like even the sound design in the 2010 version was phenomenal. People would be speaking on their radios, uh, you know, very quietly, and you'd hear them in your in your you know in the audio as radio um, speaking over the radio but when if you were close enough to them their sibilance the s's you would hear from in like environmentally and that that is just a phenomenal attention to detail so i'm an audio engineer so that stuff impresses me and and then with the um c130 or whatever it was um firing marker shots first before it unloads with with explosive rounds you know there's just a lot of that stuff in there and the other thing too is a lot of the character is built in the 2010 version and it's the same characters who come back for Warfighter and it's it's a, it's rich with detail I think and yeah yeah so I'm sorry if you had to reload a checkpoint because you didn't realize bullets drop long range sniping yeah <laughs> I, I may or may have uh, <laughs> fucked that up <laughs> and then but I you know like, you, you can't hate a game for doing drop. that well, even Battlefield 3 multiplayer has bullet drop on sniping, so... Mm. It's actually got it on everything. Every every gun has yeah, bullet exactly. drop in Battlefield, yeah. Which you notice when using the Org A3 assault rifle with a fucking 7x scope. <laughs> <laughs> Which I do. And then I run into people at, like, point-blank range, and then... Because I never shoot from the hip, so I click aim, and then I'm like, Oh, fuck, where'd he go? <laughs> <laughs> I've got a seven-time scope on and he's two metres away from nice me. Nice stitching on your jacket there. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, dear. And then I die. Well, there we go. That's the end yeah. of that story. <laughs> Certainly is for your character. Um, now, there's also been a big game drop very, very recently. Um, I know I know Matt's been playing it. Um, 
there's a little thing called Assassin's Creed 3. You've been playing that on your, your little um, Vita there, haven't you, buddy? Yeah, it's... Did you just say Assassin's Cream? <laughs> never. I they, they never make such a Freudian slip. They do in Assassin's Creed 2. Oh. Ew. Anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is that a yeah, spin-off so... movie? <laughs> no. Maybe we can get them to send us a copy of the video. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, so yeah, that. Assassin's Creed 3 came out today. Um, I'm picking up my copy tomorrow because it's only payday tonight and they're closed, so sorry. Uh, Assassin's Creed 3 Liberation on the Vita, though. I got that. It's a completely different game to Assassin's Creed 3. Um, I'm probably... I think I'm up to the third DNA sequence in it, which is... I don't know how far into the game that is, probably... A third of the way, maybe. Maybe not. Um, I've been running into some bugs, which is fucking frustrating me. But uh, Bugs or glitches? Like, which which bug? Like, like beetles? Yeah. Glitchy bugs. Glitch bugs. <laughs> like. <laughs> Bed bugs. <laughs> it's, there's certain things in it that's, like, apart from the fact... Okay, so I killed two guards. There was a group of four guards. I killed two, and then I circled around this, like, hill to go around the other side of them to take out the other two and then when I shot one of the other two all four respawned just in front of me cool I was like it sounds like Borderlands it sounds like border bullshit (laughs) (laughs) so that was fucking funny (laughs) oh and pickpocketing pickpocketing civilians I go to pickpocket one and it fails and I go again and it fails and then I select them again, and then they suddenly change to a completely different character model. <laughs> and then wow. do a sharp turn and walk through a fucking wall and disappear forever. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's... That happens all the time, though. Yeah, that's a bit... In real life. <laughs> it's that's really awesome. hard to pickpocket people. But yeah, anyway. like, stop pickpocketing people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they walk into walls. <laughs> They get scared. No, that's terrible. That's in ghosts. That's disgraceful. Yeah. I'm sorry, but when things like that happen at release, you have to wonder like how much how much QA did they do? Yeah, so I'm trying to give it the benefit of the doubt, but it's not looking good. I mean the game itself is decent. The story could be better. It doesn't really grab you in the way that these other Assassin's Creed games grab you. <laughs> but I suppose <laughs> I mean, it is a female assassin, so maybe I'm just a chauvinist. Don't say that. Don't say that. No, because... So the character, Aveline, is the protagonist. The girl, she's half African, half French in New Orleans. And she's a decent, like, an interesting enough character. Yeah. Iconoclast. Yeah, so, you know, the setting and everything is decent. But the way that they tell the story, it's kind of disjointed and they don't go into things, so you're kind of left working things out yourself. And having... I mean, in games where you get a sort of text bio that you can optionally read, um, generally you read them and then, oh yeah, that's the part of the story that I'm missing. But in this, like in most games, they'll at least kind of give you some character development in the um in the actual story before you have to actually read something that's not you know put in your in your face sort of thing like the cutscenes you would think would introduce you to the character better than the way they do I think and there's also a lot of kind of new gameplay mechanics that aren't very well explained I've noticed so so that's just a uh, a new medium type thing you're talking about hey just a new medium, obviously, for the Vita. They've uh, you know, changed up a little bit. Well, no, it's just just different kind of... Um, so, for example, one thing I was talking to um, Tim and Susie about before was there's a, uh, there's a system in it where you go to your assassin's headquarters and because you're in New Orleans, you're on the, on the Gulf of Mexico or whatever that bit of water there is, and you can um, control boats or ships to go to different ports and buy and sell goods to make money. And um, so, interesting enough, like way to make money and something something different, but it, uh, 
well, it's not that different. It's been done before. But um, but not in Assassin's Creed. No. Oh, I don't think so. Anyway. <laughs> it's just frustrating because it doesn't explain how to do it properly. It says, like, yeah. oh, if you select your boat, you can send it to this place. And then it goes, oh, and you can put goods on your boat to send and sell for money. But it doesn't tell you where to click to fucking buy and sell goods and that kind of stuff you have to kind of work it out yourself which is not that big of a complaint but it'd be nice to have stuff explained slightly better so you don't have to waste time trying to figure shit out you know what i mean well i've i've just recently had this discussion with uh with one of my sons um i got uh final fantasy um one of them can't remember which one five maybe just recently on the ps10 um I said, I said, sit down and play the game. He played it for about 10 minutes, and he goes, I don't know what I'm doing. And I said, that's because you're supposed to figure it out. He goes, well, why can't it just tell me? And I said, because that's what gaming used to be. It took 117 hours to play it because 100 hours was figuring out what the fuck you're supposed to do. Walking <laughs> into the same room a thousand times. You know, why do I do this? Um Maybe they've gone that direction and they've thought, well, we'll dumb down the storyline and make it less of a story and we'll actually make people play it to understand what we want them to do. I don't think so. Okay, well, fair enough. can I... And, and I'm probably... I'm very premature here at the moment. Huh. But with <laughs> Ant Central 3... Okay, get this. This, this. this was the biggest shock. That didn't tell you? They had to dance? No. It's, it's better with Connect. Huh. Ah. Um, it doesn't work. No. Can I, let me speak. Um, this time there's a story. A story? <laughs> Are you a dance star champion? And no, like and that would make more streets, sense. Step up Is it like the hit the streets three? Yeah, step no. up. What a whatever. You, I, I need to play more of it. I only play a little bit because I nearly died um, the other day when I tried to play. <laughs> um, <laughs> But when you go to... Because I saw it, it came up with story mode. And I'm like, really? Like, that's something new. Okay, I guess so. And it starts off with... I don't know. They're in some computer place. And some guy and some girl with glasses. And he's in a big suit. Comes in and they start dancing. And you have to start dancing. And then they tell you that they're from DCI, which is like Dance Central Intelligence, and you have to do dance steps to try and get the dance intelligence for them, so you become an agent, a dancing agent. Like, what? (laughs) 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 You're scaring me! No! It's very strange. So, I thought I'd probably deflect from your Assassin's Creed on the Vita. Oh, that's alright. I I don't know. I I haven't played it that much, so I kind of I'll have a review up for it at some point, so I'm sure. Yeah, and I'll review Dance Central, maybe. But, um, no, I will. But it is a bit strange, because when I went to story mode, I'm thinking, okay, so do you, like, look, this is how I would do it, okay? If I were a dancer, I would, you know, and do a story mode, I would go to an audition to be a backup dancer or something like that. And then, based on your dance score, then you can progress and unlock more songs and go to more auditions. And you finish that level, or not level, but say you do four songs per level, your boss challenge or whatever is getting to the performance with some big-name singer. And, you know, yeah, being a backup dancer for Beyonce and then becoming your own sort of... Super awesome dancer. Yeah, yeah, like, what? I feel a like it should start with, like... Intelligent the, agent? What? It should start... What? Back alley breakdance <laughs> competitions or something. Well, yeah, maybe. That's probably a little bit too crazy. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting old. Maybe maybe that's the thing, because... I mean, look, on the plus side, it's it's still got that that really good technique with how it has the body tracking and things like that. And it's mm. clearly a very good game for fitness levels. Um, so that's still there, but why do a story? You're better off when it comes to the game, just playing the songs. Don't, don't yeah. play the story. 
I suppose it's it's kind of just to add value because, I mean, you've already got Dance Central 1 and 2 available. So do they have DLC? Can you download more songs for them? Yeah, like, there's DLC. Yeah, so... DLC. I still haven't found, mind you, um, I haven't actually finished looking at all the bits and pieces to it, but um, I remember with Dance Central 2, you could actually put your code from Dance Central 1 and it would import all the tracks from Dance Central, or not all, but most of the Dance Central 1 tracks mm. could actually be imported to play in Dance Central 2 under that new look that it had, which I thought was pretty cool. I haven't found that yet, but that could that could be somewhere. I don't know. It's freaking me out. I don't know. I think you'd have to be a pretty massive Dance Central fan to to use the story mode because I feel like it's kind of like Guitar Hero where, you know, it's much more of a party game to play with friends rather than like go, okay, I need to play this game so I can complete the story mode. <laughs> Find out where where I'm... Well, the only story the, mode whatever. that Guitar Hero sort of did was with um, Warriors of Rock and they sort of did something pretty pretty unique um, in that regard, with telling a story as much as you can through music. But mm. this is just so... I, I don't know. I, I just... Yeah. Well, in defence of stories, well, not really in defence because it only worked once, but uh, Amp 3 is a snowboarding game that has a story and I thought it was fantastic. But it is absolutely batshit crazy. Yeah, but are you a special dance intelligent agent in thingy? No, you're you're a snowboarder. You're a snowboard exactly. intelligent. Exactly. Why? Why do I have yeah, to travel back to the seventies like to unlock a dance exists. move? Why? <laughs> I don't want to travel back to the seventies. That's why they invented TV. <laughs> if I travel back to the seventies, I'm travel. Be born. So, um, yeah. If I got to go back to the seventies, I'd see Austin Powers live. Yeah. <sighs> Oh, come on. God, that was so, well, like, demoralizing of, right there. Speaking of dance games, I've been playing, well, yeah, by, by I've been playing, I mean, I played once uh, Dance Star Party Hits with the PlayStation Move. It has a um, dance workout mode, which, friend? like, measures your calories or something <laughs> as you Sorry. dance. It does, like, dance choreography shit to, like, be a workout for you. Kind of like I don't know Zumba or some uh, shit, but um, it's right, it's so a dance game, on, whatever. <laughs> I don't understand dancing game. Like I, I don't know, maybe because it's a, a thing with Connect, but I don't understand dance games on with Move or with the Wii. Well, the Wii is a different story because it uses the sensor bar to pick up the sensor to yeah, pick up the thing. Just... But the the move has the camera, so it can do like some kind of body tracking. It's just not as good as the Kinect's body tracking. Right, but you still have to hold the move controller. Yeah, but it like it still yeah. picks up your legs moving. So yeah, I don't I don't know like the it's a bit weird because if you if you're dancing around the place, you're gonna get sweaty. And oh, yeah. your hands are going to get sweaty and you might fling the move controller out the window or something. It has That's a wrist. something I would do. <laughs> I was really playing it I on do. literally the fucking hottest Brisbane day as well. <laughs> it was so bad. I played for 10 minutes. So I was like... <gasps> I think I lost about a kilo in sweat. Yeah, the PlayStation is like, you've just burnt 7,000 calories. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, wake up, man. You're, you're <laughs> <on the> <laughs> your move controller is not visible. We've just camera. we've just called paramedics because the move controller melted. <laughs> it's under nice your unmoving corpse. It would be good, wouldn't it? Because yeah. I was I was playing the other day and um, I was sort of commentating on it on Twitter in between rests, and I would be dancing for two minutes in between rests. <laughs> So you were just watching it, texting people going, yeah, I'm going to rest now. <laughs> no, but I'd be playing for, I don't know, like one song is about two minutes or something. So I'd play, you know, for two minutes and then I'd need to sit down for about ten. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. I, I remember, you know that um, 
it was a massive flop, but it was that uh, kickboxing game. I can't remember what it was called. With, on the Connect, it was just a little bit after launch. Fighters um, Yes, that was it. Um, yeah. I tried to play that, and I tell you what, it was the worst experience I've ever had because you've got to be so close to the TV, like within kind of three metres, that you can't be retarded. Um, and the good thing is that when you kind of swing your leg kind of maybe a few six or eight inches off the ground, it actually does a big roundhouse kick and kicks a dude in the head, so it makes you feel like you're really flexible and cool. But um, (laughs) that was good, but it was just hideous. You stand there just going nuts, and it's barely moving, and it makes you want to do it faster, and then a fight will take like three minutes. It's just nasty. Shouldn't do that. (laughs) But anyway, I got over that pretty quick and never played it again. Yeah, so, solution. Mm, well, that's right. Yeah. Um, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna take over and move on. Um, I want to hear about this one because I don't know anything about it, and I've seen it around, and I'm wondering if it's worth picking up. Um, Unfinished Swan. What is this? Ah, the Unfinished Swan. It's the first. It's a menu. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have uh, it's an arty menu, though. It's it is very arty. Uh, it's a PSN game. How uh, much? Is it? I don't know. Twenty five bucks if you're not a plus member. Cool. And twenty dollars if you're a plus member. Fuck. First title. It's a first title from Giant Sparrow, who are one of the developers that are under incubation. That's Sony's incubation program, which that game company has just exited. Um, so to our knowledge, there's two developers currently under incubation. The guys who are doing, oh, the folks, guys and girls, who are doing All Stars and uh, also Giant Sparrow. So this is the first of their three games. I'm not it's sure if game... they're still, sorry, I'm not sure if they're still part of the incubation thing. I think they might have been stepped up out of it. Ah, who... I don't know. Ah, oh, Superbike. Yeah, right. The cool. ones doing All Stars because they've, like Omar was telling me, they've moved to a new, larger sort of area. They're not working in the building with Santa, Sony Santa Monica anymore, which Giant Sparrow are. So, I don't know. Yeah, that's that's pretty pretty crazy. But, but I'm so, pretty sure yeah. the terms of it are that you you do three games. Yeah. Well, yes, that's what we. I guess that's what we're sort of assuming with uh, how things are going. But anyway, unfinished Swan. You play it from a first-person perspective, and basically when you first start the game, everything is all white and you can't see anything. Uh, you press a trigger button or press a whatever it is, X or, or something, and you'll throw a like a, a paint balloon full of black paint. And, uh, you know, by splashing these, these black paint blobs around, you start to define the space you're in and you can move through it. Um, it's told in the form of like a picture story book um, about a boy and his mother. I don't really want to give away too much, but yeah, it's a very playful game. So that's basically, you know, the, the first part of it is, you know, throwing around these bits of paint to define the space. So it's really great. It's played in first person and yeah, it, it's just something different. Um, mm, sounds like a completely new kind of concept. Yeah, and the way it plays out is quite similar to uh, if you're familiar with that game company games where for the most part it's quite playful and then they'll introduce a little bit of a threat or a little bit of pressure, uh, which is something that both Flower and uh, Journey did. And then after that, you more or less are in celebration mode where you get to play a little bit. Now, it's probably a little bit brief. I would have liked to see a little bit more out of it, but I guess, you know, I just have so much belief in this kind of thing. It's a really different game. There, there is more to it than just throwing paint to you. I don't want to spoil it too much, but um, you, you end up doing a few other things that are really inventive and creative. And it's, you know, the word that I, that comes to mind when I think about unfinished one is delight. It, it's so delightful to play and it's got a lot of charm and uh, you know, I think it's definitely something worth looking at. I mean, you know, folks by now should know my tastes and that, you know, I'm a rabid, that game company fan, (laughs) you know. (laughs) So, uh, yes, this is definitely something different. And for people looking for something different, I think I really encourage them to to jump in. So it's the Stanley Kubrick of games. 
<laughs> Sold off. <laughs> no, that's fantastic. I'm I'm really glad that there's still companies out there that are bold enough and have the brass enough to actually do that. And I think yeah, they, they hit a very probably a very small market depending on what most people are, are currently purchasing, but yet it hits home with those, you know, and that's that's their mark. That's what they want. Yeah, I think it's it's a growing it's a growing market. You know, years ago I wouldn't have thought anyone would buy this sort of thing, and um, you know, it's the stuff of dreams, and it's the sort of thing that I've always wanted to play, but nobody would ever make them. But the fact that it's looking like more and more that it can be financially viable is a really good thing, and Sony seem to be really pushing it. You know, including the Sony Pub Fund that was part of uh, Papo and Yo's funding. You know, these are really different games, and I'm so glad that they are around. So. Yeah, I mean, I still, as I always say, I still love my traditional genres and and mechanics and things, but um, but these games that are a little bit different are just phenomenal. You really open your mind up to it and give it a chance, and uh, I think you find it enjoyable. Cool. Well, there, there couldn't be too many better uh, better ways to tell people to get something. Give it a try. <laughs> I will write up a review. It should be up on the site uh, at some point. But mm. yeah, yeah, I've been playing it, but I haven't got very far through because I keep being distracted by other bits and bobs but I fully intend to play it because I th- how long was it? It was in development for like four or five years Oh really? Or something like that. It was in development for a long ass time and um, mm. yeah because they kept, I mean the, the guy from Giant Sparrow who um, originally well originally they were all together in high school, the guys and um and they came up with this prototype and then Sony saw it and were like, hey, join us, have this contract, <laughs> have this contract and make throw games money for you. us, and then you can release this game in two years or something. And then, or eighteen months I think, and then eighteen months later they're like, um, yeah, sorry about this, <laughs> but it's not going to be <laughs> out yeah. in this amount of time. <laughs> but, sorry, Mr. Sony, we spent all your money on bongs. <laughs> Yeah, but um, Sony are really good like that with their um with their incubation. They I think they understand quite well because Sony, with all their first party companies and all their developers that they've got in house, like Naughty Dog and all that, I think they are in a position to understand the process of of how you know sometimes things don't happen in the time frame that you want them to. Yeah, it's ridiculous, a... man. This is the gaming industry. Who wants to put a game out that's late? Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the the investors <laughs> curse. Um, yeah, it it certainly seems that that on that front, um, there's a lot of understanding there. I, I hope there is because uh, it's definitely a worth worthy contribution to the industry. And by the same token, you know, you've got the three guys who did basically a core of three guys who did fairs for Xbox. So I'm glad that these sorts of games are being made, that people play them and love them. Um, you know, I think that's a real show of, of our maturity is not just we make them, but people buy them and they are moderately successful. So, you know, I dream of a day when, yeah, we still play Battlefield and COD and stuff and that's, they're great, they're good fun, I don't even want them to go, but where we also have a you know meaty segment of, uh, of just games that are totally different and that use mm. really different mechanics. I think we're getting to that stage yeah. sooner and sooner because people are not... Not to say what you were saying earlier, Luke, about um, how you know the industry is kind of suffering and everything, but um, you know people are kind of getting sick of playing the same shit all the time. Not to the point where they're not going to buy the next Call of Duty or anything, but just to the point where they appreciate are starting to appreciate things like Unfinished Swan and Journey and Fez and like even mm-hmm. Minecraft. You know, mm, that's right. Yeah, these games you know, I, that are I think that's independently developed, and they're just yeah, people are just yeah. starting to appreciate new and exciting ideas and gameplay, rather mm. than just oh look, graphics are good. Exactly. Because well, that's the thing. I mean, yeah. I preferably, and it's the same for me with movies at the moment, but they seem to be bringing out either remakes or the same shit just is on a you know conveyor belt and they just spit it out because they know people are going to go to the cinemas and spend their money and they're going to go and you know buy the games or whatever um 
I think it's going to be that point of, you know, the consumer of us just standing up and saying, no, I've had enough of this shit. I want some new stuff. And us actually, you know, then spending money on these new things for hopefully some of the big developers to really put their heads together and go, well, fuck, let's make something completely original. Just to touch, just to touch on that briefly, though, I mean, it's important to have familiar stuff. It's important to have franchises. It, it keeps, uh, and I'm really channeling Paul Callahan here, it's, it, it keeps a critical mass of uh, game players and developers and people with jobs. It's sort of like Hollywood. You've got your blockbusters, block, your blockbusters, <laughs> busting blocks for a video gaming uh, podcast. That's right. It, it takes all of that to keep the industry going but at the same time you know what there's never been a better time for independent cinema right now you know over the last five ten years it's been going from strength to strength so while you if you look in one direction it looks like everything's a rehash if you look in the other there you know there's probably more opportunity now for good independent film to uh to hit the streets than there has ever been before so you know i that's that's the game industry that i want um you know where we can play Call of Duty and enjoy it for what it is because it has something to offer. And we can also go, yep, there's a new game by who knows who, you know, nobody knows me studios. And it's a lot of fun and they cater to different needs. The, the more the more choice that we have and the broader our tastes become, I think the better we appreciate everything, the better we appreciate Call of Duty as well. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, I think there's... Uh, I'm just, I'm just a gaming <laughs> another full discussion on this another day possibly mm. absolutely mm. well uh i'd um i was about to ask about uh this dlc for borderlands but i don't know if it's worth talking about well, oh, is it, it, it's awesome <laughs> look yeah. it's good yeah what if you, if you... what is it what's in it what do you get for your money and how much is it Ah. <laughs> uh, I don't know because I bought, I got bought the season pass. Oh so. yeah, season. Uh, how many DLCs? Are, how many different um, things are they going to do? Yeah, five DLCs or? I think it's four. Uh, if you if you're familiar with DLC from the first game, they're freaking huge. There's so much to do, and they're packed with the same comedy that you're familiar with if you if you enjoy it in Borderlands. So it it's quality. Like go for it. It's hilarious. Mm. I heard um some of the DLC in the first one was. Even like the first game was great, but the DLC was greater, maybe. Yeah, in in certain ways, yes. Um, because I I feel like with the DLC they get a lot of their pacing a little bit better, like they refine how quickly things happen and what they get you doing. Um, so yeah, but I mean that said, Borderlands Two already is is in several ways much more improved from the first game and uh, the DLC follows suit so it's definitely worth getting if you're a fan of Borderlands seriously get get the season pass you know you're going to play them um, and it'll be a long time before they, they get put on sale so yeah that was going to be my next question is it actually worth buying the season pass as opposed to buying them individually yeah um, definitely I, I don't think they'll make a similar, well, I don't know whether you call it a mistake, actually. I don't know how the community took it, but Mad Moxie was probably the, the lesser um, DLC, but you needed it to get a bank. At least now with Borderlands 2, there's a bank in the core game where you can stow your shit. So, yeah. Um, look, if you're only into Borderlands for you know just the core game, maybe you can wait. But um, if you're a mad rabid fan like most of us are, it's, it's definitely worth it without question. Cool, excellent. Well, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna try and wrap this uh, little shindig up. Oh, well, uh, I've got a couple the... of things I'd like to mention just quickly, if that's okay with everyone. No, <laughs> sure. Yes. Okay. Last week, uh, there's been rumor. There had been rumors about PAX Australia. Last week, it was confirmed to be in Melbourne, uh, for on the 19th to the 21st of July next year. Um. Tickets went on sale and the three-day passes are sold out already. So if you missed out on that, sorry that we didn't <laughs> tell you earlier. Um, <laughs> but you can still get single-day passes. PAX Australia, obviously, is the it'll be the first time PAX has come to Australia. And PAX, of course, is the probably the biggest gaming event in America. 
pretty insane. much. Yeah. It's pretty fucking huge. So if you want to find out more, go to paxaustralia.com.au and check it out. Um, the next thing I want to mention is uh, I just got a press release saying that Nintendo Australia are running Wii U experience stores starting from the 5th of November. So if you want to try out the Wii U, uh, there's going to be ones in in each of the different states. Uh, the Melbourne one is Fountain Gate. Is that the one? Is that a place? Melbourne? Yes. Yeah. So Fountain Gate, uh, the 5th of November till the 9th of December. Uh, Sydney's at George Street, uh, Sydney Plaza and George Street. These are actual stores that are going to be set up for Wii U. And then there's going to be like pop-up ones as well in Perth and uh, the Gold Coast, Brisbane, in King George Square, 18th of November to the 23rd of November, if that interests you, and then et cetera, et cetera. So if you want to check out the Wii U, uh, go to nintendo.com.au slash Wii U slash try dash it dash now. And you can find out about this. <laughs> they're gonna have they're gonna have Super Mario Brothers and Nintendo Land and all the other games that I played at EB Expo probably playable. So I don't know well, if it interests you, check it out. Because I remember yeah. when they tried that with the uh, with the Connect, and they brought the um, kind of trailer and put it in the Queen Street Mall here in Brisbane, and um, you know, expected people just to kind of walk past and go in and try it and they didn't you know really pimp it much at all so hopefully they do because people were shit scared to walk into this kind of trailer with all the drapes pulled and you know people were just kind of freaking out a little bit it's like do i go in there you know <laughs> in there with their rape shoes on like what the fuck's going on here? um not too cool but uh yeah Sounds hopefully legit. they do a better job well, well hopefully yeah. I, nintendo's good at that yeah i just thought i'd put it out there in case anyone wants to check it out because like I said I was skeptical and then I tried it at EB Expo and I thought it was pretty cool so yeah, I mean if you've got a spare however many minutes <laughs> like if you're not doing anything one day in that month that it's going to be in Melbourne and Sydney and like a week that it's going to be in Brisbane um, you know why not just go have a, go check it out try out Zombie U and Rayman Legends and find out what the fuck is so awesome about those games Anyway, and if you oh, get a chance, drop it and then email us on uh, on how sturdy it is. Yeah, exactly. Ah, uh, <laughs> Nintendo consoles are usually sturdy. Yeah, they're made very, for the uh, younger kind oh, of people. So if, most if, times. A bit of boasting. Um, GTA Five has a release date of autumn in Australia next year, which is May or June. Thank you very much. Just so I, I called that, mate. Okay, so I called it. <laughs> Everyone, just keep in mind. Everyone, put it on your calendar. Yeah. No. Sometime around that June time next year winter. when you buy a calendar. Okay, so May then. Just May. Because Rockstar always released their games in May. It didn't take like, you much to change your story, bro. No, Red Dead Redemption, LA Noir, Max Payne, I think were all in May. I don't know about Max Payne, but I know Red Dead and um, etc. Anyway, hopefully GTA 5 is better than GTA 4. Yes. Because GTA 4 was not... <laughs> it didn't. It didn't have. Yeah. It was no San Andreas, or Vice. Actually, I didn't. I didn't care much for San Andreas, to be honest. You Three just went in touch City. with your inner gangster. That's it. Grove Street. Yeah. My my oh, cornrows weren't happy about it. Till I fucked their man <laughs> up. <laughs> man, it's funny that you came out and said that GTA Four wasn't the bomb because you look it up. It's one of the only games ever. That's pretty much across the board got 99s or hundreds. Yeah. And then or, you ask yeah. the same people who did those reviews now, and they go, "Yeah, may have been caught up in it a little bit. Turns out, it's not that fucking great." Yeah, but I mean, there's been a long time since it came out too. Yeah, but even at the time, I mean, I find kind of almost the same thing with Red Dead though. Like, it's really fucking fun the first time you play it, and then it's just like. But it, it has moments that are just super boring and drag the fuck out. Yeah, but at least it has uh, you know moments of amazing, mm. which a lot of games are missing. Yeah, that's true. Unfortunately, so yeah, it's it's kind of worth getting that good score if it's at least got you know, more than one or two amazing bits. Mm. Just as long as you can go on dates with girls and just smash the fuck out of your car into pedestrians, and the girls just like that was a really good date. Thank you. <laughs> and on and on that note, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, right. Anybody want to go on a date with Matt Woodridge? Um, his number is. 
<laughs> Sorry, that was a, that was a Brisbane joke. Um, well, yes. On that note, have, have we got any other uh, little tidbits or or uh, yeah, little knowledge bombs? No. I don't know. No. I haven't got anything. I'm I'm flicking through. Halo Four comes out next week. Whatever. If that interests anyone, Need for Speed is one is a thing. Yeah, apparently there's driving. If anyone's I interested. should have my review for that up fairly quickly. Yeah, so um, <laughs> reviews that are going to be on the site. So you made it sound difficult. We're going to have um, <laughs> we're going to have probably Dance Central Three, Assassin's Creed Three, Assassin's Creed Three Liberation. Um, Papo and Yo will be up by the time this the review for Papo and Yo will be up by the time this is posted easily. And is there anything else? Oh yeah, Halo Un- Four. Unfinished Swan. There's a lot of stuff coming in the next however long. Content so, people. Content. Mm. Keep oh. those fingers clicking. By the way, I also played the, the beta of PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale. It's on um, PS three and Vita. It's pretty fun with friends. Not so fun by yourself. all right well that's it then uh we've pretty much wound down from the hectic start that uh i've tried to create um (laughs) where we didn't talk about anything really (laughs) yeah that's right yeah there's a good 20 minutes in there that we might cut but anyway um (laughs) from the absolute center of my heart i'd like to say thank you very much for listening to the podcast it's uh it's been amazing to have you uh whatever Fucking shut up, Lucas. Everyone says it. Um, just fucking go to iTunes and give us a review. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, a nice review. A nice one. And comment on the stuff on the yeah. site, please. <laughs> See? Interaction. We're not groveling yet, but we're fucking close. Interaction. So, we appreciate yeah. it. If you want a shout out, then send us an email. And maybe if you're lucky, then we might look at it. Um, no, I'll look at and it. It'll be yeah, the no, one we'll in English, English surrounded by Chinese spam. <laughs> He'll try and get me to, to read people's names, which I'm not too good with the reading. Um, anyway. So, yes, that's it. Um, that's another one down. And thanks again for me, Lucas. Thank you. Shout out. <laughs> See you later, bro. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>